You're a busy provider trying to stay current with the latest HIV testing, prevention, and treatment guidelines, and your pockets are overflowing with note cards. You need a convenient, trustworthy source for HIV testing, treatment, prevention, and care protocols. All healthcare professionals have a role in stopping HIV. Introducing HIV Care Tools from the AIDS Education and Training Center program. The HIV Care Tools mobile app is simple, free, and fully functional offline or online. It features quick guides for HIV prevention, screening, testing, diagnosis, and treatment. HIV Care Tools provides common clinical calculators used in HIV management and provide validated screening tools for comorbidities such as depression, substance use disorders, and PTSD. And if you need clinician-to-clinician consultation, HIV Care Tools provides one-touch access to free clinical consultation services by a multidisciplinary team of experts. Take us with you. Download HIV Care Tools today. Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Brayman. Today, I'm sitting down with Dr. David Spock, a University of Washington professor of medicine and the National HIV Curriculum Editor-in-Chief, to talk about the National HIV Curriculum. Welcome, David. Mariana, thank you. Happy to be here. So first and foremost, for those who might not be familiar, what is the National HIV Curriculum? Well, the National HIV Curriculum is a free, federally funded website, and it addresses a a real wide range of topics related to a lot of issues in HIV, including the diagnosis, the management, the prevention of HIV. So our site is 100% federally funded, and it's part of the HRSA-funded AIDS education and training programs. So to tell you a little bit more about the site, maybe I can highlight four features that we like to tell people about about the site. So the first thing is there's an antiretroviral medication portal. So you can pretty much find anything you're looking for related to antiretroviral medications, including prescribing information that's just straight easy to look up with good size font. So it's easy to see stuff. You can see studies about any of the major drugs. Um, You can see teaching slide sets. So these are particularly popular among educators that want to just go and grab, you know, the most recent slides on say Fostemzivir or Cabotegravir Ropivirine. Uh, They're right there on the site and anybody can use them. Now, the main bulk of the National HIV curriculum is what we call our main curriculum content. So this is what we kind of consider the heart and soul of the site. This is six major learning modules. Overall, there's 37 lessons. And these are not like a lesson with one PowerPoint presentation. These are robust lessons that really lead you through a major topic. So I think the most important thing that I can convey about the site and this main curriculum content is that it's dually function so that if you come to the website, you can use it two ways. You can use it completely as an information portal where you're just going and you're looking up something, or you can use it as a modular learning platform in a step-by-step fashion where you're perhaps getting continuing education credit, or you're doing this as part of a classroom setting, or you're getting a certificate program. So that dual functionality where the same content is accessible in two different ways is really important. Uh, One of the things I had in mind when we originally developed the site was to make this so that there was zero barrier if you just wanted to go find information. You didn't have to log in, enter a bunch of stuff. You could just click and find the information you want. 
So the next major aspect, third major aspect on the site is what we call our board review style question bank. You can also do this just quickly clicking on it and looking up and answering the questions. These are interactive, they have explanations, or you can also log on and get credit for all these. And these can be used again as part of like a certificate program or training program. And the last, which is really only used for accessing information is what we call our tools and calculator button. Um, and this is where you can really go and get valuable mental health and substance use screening tools. And they're all in one place. So it's really easy to find. They're really easy to use. They're highly visual. Um, or on this tools and calculators, you can look up clinical calculators. For example, let's say you have a patient on tenofovir uh, DF and they start to develop uh, renal insufficiency and you're wondering uh, what their fractional excretion of phosphate is. There's a calculator where you can look up their uh, body mass index and so forth. So again, these are all put together in one place that make it really easy for clinicians to use. So I think what I really want to emphasize again is that if you want to use this site, you can just go and look up anything or as little as much as you want, or you can use it more in a systematic modular learning fashion. And when was this all first developed? Well, this started about 15 years ago. And at the University of Washington, as part of our AIDS education training program, which at that time was called the Northwest AIDS Education and Training Center, we developed a curriculum called HIV Web Study. And it was a very small curriculum. It was really meant for learners in our region. Um, but we found it was pretty popular and there was a lot of demand for people to use this outside of our region. And a lot of people asked us, could we expand this and maybe make this a broader curriculum and something where it wasn't just for our region, but essentially anyone could use. So one thing led to another. Um, and in 2015, we were awarded a subcontract through the National Clinical Resource Center um, to develop the National HIV curriculum. Uh, and, and we're just, we're extraordinarily I think excited that we got this opportunity based on our, our original work. So we worked very closely with John Nelson at the NCRC to develop our initial site. And we launched the first edition of the National HIV Curriculum in 2017. So during the last five years, after we launched our first edition, we, we've really expanded the site and we've grown and, and we're now funded as our own program. And we're part of the, we're still part of the overall AETC programs that we do have our own funding and our own separate program. Um, and, and I just wanna emphasize, we started off with, this was just an idea and a very small team, uh, including myself, our program manager, Bruce Mater, who really has been with this program from its outset and our software engineer who really helped us to develop our own unique platform. Uh, his name's Andrew Karpinko. So. Our team now over the last five years has really expanded because the needs have really expanded. And so now we have, uh, you know, several medical editors, we have a software engineer, we have a copy editor, we have project managers, we have evaluation specialists, and most recently we hired a multimedia specialist. So we're really excited about the direction um, and thinking about where our overall journey went from this very, uh, I think, exciting idea to a project that we've had the opportunity to really grow and develop. That sounds like a really big operation. Can you tell listeners a little bit about what the most popular features of the website are? Well, here are things that we get feedback about. So one of the things that I think 
I think both learners and educators really like is that the site is frequently updated. Um, and this is really the hard part for me and, and for all of our team is that uh, HIV field rapidly changes. And so to constantly update the site is quite a bit of work, especially given the comprehensive number of topics that we address on the site. But, but I think our learners and I think the educators out there actually really do appreciate it because they want to go one place where they know information is current. Um, so that's a big feature that we hear a lot of feedback about. The, the second thing we really like is that the site really does dive into a wide range of issues in HIV and, and not just drug trials and things that might be more, I think, interesting from, you know, pharma-funded sites, but, but that are really everything that a clinician, you know, encounters in primary care managing HIV, but yet still deals with a lot of complex HIV issues like antiretroviral drug resistance. So I think it's the wide range of topics that we get a lot of feedback about. Uh, the third thing that I've alluded to is that um, I think a lot of people really appreciate that we do not have any commercial funding um, or involvement on the site. And, and we're a site that really heavily relies on guidance in the federal realm and society guidelines. And, and I would say in the field of HIV, we're really lucky that we have such great guidelines that you can go find anywhere on AIDS Info and all the vaccine guidelines from the CDC, ACIP, and these type of things. So there are fabulous guidelines out there that are regularly updated. Um, it's just we're sort of one-stop shopping where we try to put all these things together in one place where people can find it. I think that's really big for people that, that they know the credibility of the site. One of the things we hear a lot about are the illustrations. We, we've worked really, really hard over the years to try to develop a lot of high-impact illustrations that show concepts or that are actually showing real clinical manifestations that people with HIV are experiencing and living with. So th these are great because people who want to use them for teaching purposes can download these, grab them right off the site and use them anytime they want to. Um, and, and I think to this realm, uh, the feedback we get over and over again is educators who just always contact us and say, can I please have permission to use this? And we always say, absolutely. If you're teaching and using these for teaching purposes, you can use them. Everything is free. And people are always like, well, what's the catch? And there is no catch. We're federally funded. And that is a benefit of being federally funded. And really having these is, is in the domain that, that really we want people to be able to use all of these teaching materials that are out there. Uh, and last but not least, the feedback that we've had, especially over the last several years, is our feature called learning groups. And, and just to briefly explain what our learning groups are, they're, they're a feature where if you are an individual and you have people you're working with and, and you wanna all work together on the National HIV curriculum, you can do that. So let's say you're the group leader and you're running, let's say a residency program, you have four or five residents that you wanna work with and, and assign them topics on the curriculum, well, as the group leader, you can assign them topics, you can easily see their progress. And we use the curriculum as a progress tracker just to document people's work of completion, not for grading, not for that at all, but just to document work of, uh, of completion. And this was just an idea we had several years ago, and we've now grown to several hundred 
learning groups and, and they're used very widely. Uh, and some of the groups have become very large where they actually use the learning group feature for a classroom, um, for large groups. And, and this has been very, very popular. It's free, you can set it up on your own, but we also have uh, a person in our program, Julia Fryman, who does an incredible job of assisting people if they have a particularly large group or they wanna set up a group within a group and things like that. So the learning groups has been, I would say one of our most popular features. The U.S. Health Resources and Services Administration, or HRSA, just funded the National HIV Curriculum for another five years, so congratulations on that. Can you give us a sneak preview about any new features for the website? Mariana, thank you. Yeah, we were super excited about the funding opportunity and that we did receive funding. We, we sort of cobbled together our funding over the years, and, and it's been kind of out of sync with other things. And so it was extremely exciting to get a multi-year funded program now that we can really run with. So uh, we believe there's a lot of opportunity for us to really improve and expand the national HIV curriculum. And, and I'll just mention three or four things real quick that we have coming down the road. Uh, we've worked on what we call a symptom evaluation guide. And you know, for a lot of people that are new to the field of HIV, they, they haven't seen a lot of bread and butter opportunistic infections that still occasionally come up, you know, pneumocystis and, you know, cryptosporidiosis and Kaposi sarcoma and all of these things and just diarrhea and evaluation of that, all this. So we created um, with, I think, a lot of prodding from HRSA, uh, the symptom guide that they were very excited about developing. And, and it was great that they were extremely interested in working with us, especially Ron Wilcox. And so we're putting together the symptom evaluation guide that addresses some common symptoms and the approach that you would have in the clinic. And for clinicians out there, we really want them to be thinking about like, okay, what's just like you always see in primary care that you need to think about? And when do you need to put on your HIV hat and think about, oh, their CD4 counts low and they have a cough and they're short of breath, so I really need to think about pneumocystis. Or they have diarrhea and their CD4 counts 100. I need to think about cryptosporidiosis. So the goal of this is to give people a very practical approach to how to evaluate. And, and again, Ron Wilcox from HRSA has really been helpful for us in developing this and, and sort of fine tuning this, this project. Uh, one of the things that we're really excited about is a mini lecture series. And uh, our, our group of editors right now are predominantly going to be doing these, but we have a number of antiretroviral drug reviews. Uh, we have some basic HIV biology talks that are really going to try to be set up in a way that people who aren't experts in science can really understand the fundamentals and the concepts related to the biology of HIV and the life cycle. So that then when they go to try and learn about new medications and medications, they actually can understand these mechanisms. Um, somebody talks about a capsid inhibitor. If they've read, you know, gone through and learned about capsid formation, all this, they'll be able to understand this better. Uh, and then the third thing, the many lectures that we want to do are some updates, you know, guideline updates, society updates, vaccine updates, things along these lines. So this is something we're going to be launching this fall. And uh, we're very excited about this. We're trying to do these as, you know, approximately 15 to 25 minute talks, most of them around 15 minutes. Um, and, and I think meant to be easily viewed anywhere on any device that someone wants to view them. And, and so I think 
that that's going to be a big component of work we're going to be doing over the next six to nine months is pushing out a number of these mini lectures uh, down the road a little bit, but we're already working on is podcast series. So uh, we're extremely interested in, in trying to especially dive into some topics that are a little tougher, um, you know, DEI issues and equity issues and stigma and things along these lines that are I think hard to get the maximal impact in a curriculum format in a written format, but lend itself much better, I think, to the podcast arena. And, and we really want to align ourselves with, with people that are national experts in this area and work with them on, on some of these topics. Um, and then the last thing to mention is that we have a, a prep project that's co-funded with the Centers for Disease Control that's actually going to be a separate site because it's such a big project, but but it really does overlap a lot with our work on the national HIV curriculum. And that's gonna be sometime in 2023 when that site launches. I know that some medical nursing and pharmacy programs have integrated the national HIV curriculum into their curricula. Can you talk a little bit about how the integration is going and you know what the potential impact might be on the future HIV workforce? Yeah, I appreciate you asking that question because this is something that's been really exciting for us that that HRSA has actually formally done a lot to try to encourage the integration of the National HIV Curriculum into health professional programs. So I think the first point I would make to anyone that's in any program that might want to use the National HIV Curriculum is that it's 100% free. You have no obligation. We're going to help you if you have any issues and things you want to set up. Um, it's very easy to set up and set up learning groups, um, and, and there's no obligation. You you can do this. So anybody that wants to try it and doesn't like it, doesn't work for their program, you walk away. There's zero issue. So essentially. Um, there's not a lot to lose from trying this out in your program and seeing. So that's the first thing that I would say is that you you have the control to, to do this and try it. Um, and, and then again, to that end, you can use as little or as much of the national curriculum that you want to. And we have some people that pick two or three lessons and they want a specific program just to work on those lessons. And that works out great for them. We have other people that use the entire curriculum in 37 lessons and require that. So there is a wide range of ways that people might use it. The thing that I think is the most effective is using it in sort of a flipped classroom setting. And a lot of people misunderstand me and think, you know, I, I maybe don't believe in in-person teaching and learning. That's my favorite thing to do. Um, I, I think in-person, small group, one-on-one -on -one is the most effective learning tool you can have. But there's a limitation for how many people are out there and how much time they have. So what I really like is the flipped classroom model where people really have people get a lot of learning background through the national HIV curriculum. And then when they meet in person, they really maximize the time that they have. So I, I think as a background for thinking about integration and in programs, think about it that way, that you're not bound to anything, but think about using it in the way that works for you and that you as a in-person trainer and learner or teacher can then maximize that so that your time is most effective and your impact as a teacher is greatest. So now in terms of specific programs, there are a few to mention. Um, the AIDS Education Training Centers, a number of them, have been very successful in integrating the National HIV curriculum for 
interprofessional training or for practice transformation projects. And you know, we've heard from a number of programs that really like it again because it's flexible. They have incredible skills through the AIDS education training centers to be able to do training. And, and this isn't replacing them. It's just really augmenting or, or really supplementing some of the, the trainings that they're already doing. One of the things that we were, you know, incredibly surprised about and, and, and just thrilled about was that HRSA um, about five years ago funded and put out an initiative that was funding for two programs to integrate the national curriculum uh, into health professional education. It was a formal funded program. And on this first round of this, there were two programs that were awarded at Howard University, led by Dr. Goulda Downer, um, and University of Illinois and Maytech led, led by Dr. Ricardo Rivero. And both of these programs, certainly from my perspective and from I think everybody that's looked at them have been incredibly successful. And they were both very innovative and they used the national curriculum completely in their own ways to benefit their programs and, and in the style and the way that they wanted to. And at Howard, Dr. Downer really, I think, really revamped and set a new whole sort of, I think, mindset about HIV education in historic Black colleges. And she did an amazing job of really bringing HIV education as a priority to multiple institutions. And it was really amazing. And I think the National Curriculum was a tool that helped her, but was really her brilliant work that, that I think made the program so successful. And similarly, uh, Dr. Rivera's group at Maytech and University of Illinois had these very innovative programs they developed to develop customized nursing and pharmacy pathways. Um, and, and they've done incredible work to document how effective their work has been in making people really interested in going into the field of HIV. So th this original program that HRSA funded was something that we never suggested, we never even thought of, but, but we are immensely grateful that these programs have been able to have the support to develop their, their own way and platform to expand the HIV workforce. And the last thing I mentioned in that is that HRSA now has funded a second round of this, which was just awarded. And again, the University of Illinois Maytech program will be working and they have a really ambitious expanded platform what they wanna do in their next round of funding. And North Texas Health Sciences Center, led by Dr. Wari Allison, also was funded, and we're very excited about their ambitious program that they're they're looking for. So I, I think, in short, you know, all of these integration projects, both through HRSA funded and through the AZTCs and through any other major program, really can play a significant role in expanding the HIV workforce. And we really view this as the curriculum is a component of that, but it's really these programs can really be their own entity and, and use the curriculum in the way they want to. I think we can all agree that nurses play a critical role in HIV care. In 2022, the Association of Nurses and AIDS Care, or ANAC, integrated the national HIV curriculum into their certification requirements for LPNs and RNs, including how advanced HIV AIDS certified registered nurses or AACRNs are certified. It's a lot of acronyms. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. You know, first of all, let me say we have been really fortunate to work with the ANAC leadership on this project. And as you mentioned, I have a very strong personal belief that nurses will 
and have played an instrumental role in the HIV workforce. I, I think um, we need to always include them in the discussion about the HIV workforce. So for us to have this opportunity to work with ANAC was great. And our entire team was involved in this and extremely excited about this opportunity. So basically, I think for a number of reasons, ANAC decided to shift their, essentially their, their curriculum or platform that they were having people go through for their certification to switch to the national HIV curriculum. And I think two things were attractive to them. Number one, we're very proud of the fact that I think the curriculum really does serve a number of learners at different health professional um, types and, and, and levels. And, you know, pharmacists, nurses, nurse pra advanced practice nurses, um, physician assistants, MDs, and specialists. We, we think the curriculum does really cater to a broad range of audience and has a lot to offer for everyone. So they, they really felt like the curriculum was a good match at the at their level for their advanced practice nurses that they were interested in working on. But secondly, I think they really liked the idea that it was updated and that it was kept up. I think it, I, I know from doing this, it is so hard to keep any HIV resource updated. And, and I think they felt very attracted to the, that our curriculum was updated and that it would be free for them to be able to use. So um, yes, indeed, they did shift over to use this and we, we really expanded our collaboration with them to, to work on a final assessment tool that could be used for the advanced practice nurses who had the requirement to go through and complete the entire national HIV curriculum. Because essentially that's what they required was you got to do the entire curriculum. So we created uh, for ANAC um, and, and for their, uh, their certification board, this final assessment tool that was really after extensive discussion back and forth was a adult learning tool. So for their final assessment on the national HIV curriculum, there's a hundred multiple choice questions that are all open curriculum with learning links. Every question takes them to the part in the curriculum where they can read more about it and make sure they get the question right, return to the question. And it, as they're doing the test, they're actually learning something. And, and I think we find this really very helpful because, for example, someone may have done the prep module and done it before Cabotegravir came out, and then they're going back and taking the test. And one of the choices for you know available agents is Cabotegravir, and they may look at that and go, what? But then they click on the learning link, and they right away can get to the updated part in the curriculum. So it, it's, I think, a very powerful adult learning where people can do it in their own homes. They have a week to do it. Um, and they're allowed to retake it again after a certain period of time. And so I think we have had very good feedback on this, that it is much more of adult learning and very popular because people don't feel the stress that they would going to a traveling to a room where they've got to sit and take something with a lot of pressure with a, you know, a failure that if you fail, you've got to retravel again and retake it at a later time. So I think it's been very popular so far. And we use a bank of about 500 questions that all of these questions are drawn from. So it's definitely a different test for, for different people when they take it. It's not the same questions for everybody. So you know, as time has gone on, we'll, we'll, as time goes on, I'll say we'll, we'll get more feedback. We'll try and revise this further to make it hopefully a, a, a better process. But so far, so good. And, and again, we're just glad we're playing a small role in supporting the, the mission that ANAC has in this area.
One final question as we begin to wrap up, can you talk a little bit more about your group's distance learning program at the University of Washington? Yes, thank, thanks for that opportunity to mention our entire program. Um, we started off again as a very small group um, and we've expanded. And we now have a program that includes, as I mentioned, a, a larger group that multiple you know, program managers, we have multiple software engineers, We've got, you know, multiple evaluators. We've got now our new multimedia specialist. And I want to emphasize everything that we do is a team. And all of our success and efforts have been because of the team that we've had. And, and you know, beginning back from square one, we, we really all thought of this as a project that we all work on together. So I'm really lucky that I've been surrounded by and work with such a great team at the University of Washington and our editors, some of them now outside of the University of Washington. So our group is called the IDEA group, I-D-E-A, um, and that's an acronym for Infectious Diseases Education and Assessment. And the question will be, oh, why do we have this program and this group? Well, as time's gone on, We've expanded and we now have four federally funded national curriculum, uh, the National HIV Curriculum, National STD Curriculum, Hepatitis C Online, Hepatitis B Online. And when our prep site launches, that'll be our fifth national federally funded curriculum. So uh, I, I just want to say again that when we talk about our program, it is a program and we just have an, an amazing group that works together very closely and number of dedicated people on all these projects. So um, any success that we've had, it's really the success due to the hard work of our entire team. David, thanks so much for joining us and telling us all about the National HIV Curriculum, what it is and why it's so important for the HIV community. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about Nika AATC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nikaatc.org. That's www.necaaetc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at nikaaetc.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at nikaaetc.org. Stay safe, and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know. This presentation is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.